number for those who are listening. Welcome to the program we're on with your host, Mordechai Weimar and Harav Nissen. It's an honor and a schuss to be able to do this program. There are some little technical issues that we're still trying to work out, but Merit Hashem, we want to take your questions, so please go ahead, call up, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And what we would like to also do as an offer, especially if there might be some technical issues with the phone, to please send a text, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. So please go ahead, call now, 718-683-5858. I would like to discuss a minute, at least about calmness, being present. Can we recognize, or is there a way for us to recognize the importance of being calm, the importance of things do not go our way. And if there's a way for us to be relaxed and calm, means a lot of it depends on our expectations. And if we can sort of lower the pressure that we have or lower the expectations that we have, then there could be a major shift and major changes. Yes. Um, we are going to go. We've got a caller, Mrs. P. Welcome to the program. You're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Okay, so first I have two things. First I have to say thank you very much. Your phone line is really amazing, making a change every time I listen to it. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Well, you a lot of prayers you. and credit for future. Yes. And now I have one, I have a question and I have a awareness question. Also. So I'll ask first my question. Would you say chewing covers would go into the category of anxiety. Say that again. Would I say what? Chewing covers? Chewing covers. I don't would know what chewing covers into... means. When a person chews on a cover, on a plastic cover. When a, a person bottle? chews on a plastic cover of a pen? Water bottle pen, water bottle marker. Mm-hmm. Would you say it goes into the category of anxiety? I don't know. I, I don't do that. Maybe. I don't judge. You don't make an assumption from one behavior. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to ask my awareness question. Like, a lot of people know that we read out there, a lot of them... Let me ask you, let's go back, because you enjoy calling and asking these questions. What do you think it means, someone chewing? Chewing, to um, me, it looks like somebody has anxiety. And, they and want to cover up their... their but I've got a question. Pain. Why are you only shooting one thing? Why are we only saying anxiety? Can you think of other stuff? The person wants to cover, cover up their pain and they're nervous, maybe something is bothering What happens them. if it's a behavior? They just started doing it and they're just stuck in that pattern? Person do it, person do it for years. Okay, yeah, that's even more proof. It's just the behavior that they're doing. Because it could be even if it's just a behavior, it doesn't have to be about it. Right. Yeah, just yeah, you did something the cover, for a while. Biting nails, too. all these things are the same thing. It can be funny sometimes, no? We know it could be funny, but it's still just like people uh, biting their nails. No, biting nails is not good. Why not? Is it, why won't you say that's anxiety? It could, yeah, it could make sense if it's wrong to get away everybody. Somebody is nervous. They're not secure with themselves, and they're not relaxed with themselves. Mm-hmm. So they have to cover it up by doing something else. Right, but it could be other stuff. Maybe it could be that they're going through a difficult time, but we're still not called anxiety. Does that mean it's part of covering up? 
it, it's just part. Anxiety is a big word. Mm. Like, like how many tools to the cover? It's like covering up their pain? Like I don't tool, know. Cover? Don't know. It could just mm. be it's a behavior again. It could be lots of things. Okay, I get it. No, we don't know. We don't make assumptions in therapy. Yeah, sure, I understand. Mm-hmm. We okay, just, what we do know is that they're biting a pen. We do know... Or we don't know. It can be covering up some issues going on. So what we do is we ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was the awareness you wanted to make? Okay, I want to ask, I have a question, awareness. It's like a lot of people understand and read out there today's days. A lot of um, medical and, um, what do you call them? Like, um, professional, like, in, like, let's say, like, diagnosis. A lot of people read about diagnosis. People read about information about diagnosis, medications about it. But do you say it's, it's, it's very one powerful, one of the powerful things people are afraid of going to hell because they read so much information? That can also be. I don't want to say the one, but that could also be that many could times one people of, write bits of information, and sometimes people want to get a and point they get across. Afraid? Yeah. But I would say people that are usually afraid were afraid before they read about it. They'll always find reasons why they don't want to go. That's my personal opinion. Those that find that makes, excuses... That makes sense. Also. Yeah. yeah. But, but still, there's sometimes too much too much information can also cause not such health, especially much, oh, yeah. if a lot of people are writing messages that aren't really that healthy. Sure. Like what kind of like, kind of idea when it's going to make people should... But continue writing information, or they shouldn't, or should be balanced. Um, ask that question again, please. Like, what kind of awareness can we make? People should continue writing. I think you did. I think you did. Should, should be balanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose for the people that 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 that, that like, don't really have so much information, it's an easier way to get it for health, and the ones that do read, it's like a little bit, think twice, a little for health. That can be one way of doing it, of looking at it, but there could be a lot of ways. So usually fear is when a person has fear, you say it comes ready from the back. Yeah, usually people, when they have an issue, there's really stuff going on before. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for your awareness. I really appreciate it. I continue helping you. And making Excellent. A lot of awareness You're welcome. Thank you. I listen, to all your, I listen a lot to your programs, and it's really giving me a lot of physical Wow. Growth. Thank you. Wow, I say some of the compliments. So person doesn't know how much compliment really goes into a person. Thank you. It really goes a lot by me. I can tell you, by me, compliments is a big deal. No, Thank you. People hear Thank things. You. People hear your information mm-hmm. is very, very, a lot of good, good information out there. Thank you. Thank We're you. We're very lucky to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Excellent. Hatzlacha. Have a wonderful evening. Thank we you. are going to take, let's first hear whatever the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the text number is 347-927-8398. Reb Nissen, let's go ahead and look at the text you've sent me. Hi, thanks for answering my text about a seven-year-old stu- student who's really stubborn. Seven, stubborn, your awareness, oh, your real awareness really helped me. My question is as follows. I teach a new school, a new out-of-town Jewish location. This year I was given to teach five students, same age, and I'm finding it really difficult. 
because when I taught the class of 12 the previous year, most of them went with a flow. They were competing who will behave nicer, get the note home, get better marks, do work faster, etc. But now in a class of five, they don't seem to have the pressure from one another. Second them is they love to do work, so do it quick. Another who loves activities but hates the work, stubborn one, so only does after at least 15 minutes of encouragement, not always do I work. Others who keep on copying bad behaviors, the stubborn one. And the last one who basically lives in her own world will do whatever she fancies. I'm wondering if you have any advice on me how to make and be able to please all of them. Please, thanks in advance. I look forward for the teacher's training program. Okay, it's very difficult. You're asking me a how-to skill. Not able to answer that. I could create a little the awareness. So you will know how to deal with each of these kids. What I will tell you is that that is true what you're mentioning, that many times it's difficult for a parent to put two kids to sleep than to put five or six kids to sleep because then, you're, then you have a structure, then you have a plan. You know what you're doing. And as you said, many times kids will follow the other. So one of the secrets that we use in the parenting workshop or that we also use in the teacher's training workshop is this concept of focus on the five kids that will listen. You get them to follow. This way you got most of the class. And then you're going to be dealing with the two kids or three kids that give you difficulties. But you will have most of the class organized and doing what they need to do. So that is an important point that we focus on and that we talk about. Uh, what you should do in detail, I don't know the age group. I don't. Seven-year-olds, you didn't tell me anything about your age group. I don't know if these kids are, are you in a contained class, and that's why it's harder. Is this the regular mainstream classes? I don't know what's going on. I would not dare to try to answer or to do anything like that without knowing. Um, uh, um, hello. Yes, Rabnissa, we barely hear you, but definitely. Do you hear me now? It's low. It's It's like. It's like your mic isn't on. It's like I'm hearing you from another mic, as if like the mic's on the other side of the room. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so I'm, I'm waiting for David, but uh, trying to to work here. The question. Okay, so this caller, uh, maybe she called. Hopefully she. You know, call. listen. I I see. I hear it on the phone line. The phone line can hear you, so you can talk, and I'll. Okay, so no, I said that the I said that hopefully that she will call us and uh, we discuss yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, we okay. Okay, let me just try to see. I got some phone calls, so just... Okay, great. Yep, so please, let's get some callers. Someone asked another general question. How am I able to answer a question like this? I'll just share the analogy. Thank you so much for your amazing shows. I want to know the difference between anger issues, abuse, and personality disorders. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anger. Some family anger is when they raise their voice. Some places anger is fury and screeching. And some families say this is normal. Abuse... I don't know what abuse you're referring to, personality disorders. I don't know which one you're referring to. These are hours of each of these. Please, we need normal. I just had, I shouldn't say normal. Give me a question that I can answer. Give me a detailed question. These are things that I can do. At least try to do with Siata Dushmaya. General questions, I have no idea how to answer them. The number to call, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the number to text is 347-927-8398. Please ask a detailed question that I can answer. The number is, again, 718-683-5858. And 
The text is 347-927-8398. I'll share with you one that I can speak about, and that is about, as I was saying, about being more in the present time, being mindful. That is something I'd like to discuss. So what I would like to discuss is as follows. I've done, we've shared it with Rebnissa several times, that we've done now, and I've just added on the next mindfulness exercise to the phone line, which is 718-683, I'm sorry, 718-298-2011, and Section 1. And what we've added on this week is the beauty and the peacefulness of a tree. What I mean is of a tree is that each year the roots get stronger. Each year the tree gets taller, but it doesn't move. During different seasons, the leaves get fuller, then they fall off during the different seasons, but the tree stays in one place. Can we realize that we can many times grow, but not by movement? And it's a mindfulness about just being in your place where you are right now. It's all from Hashem. Caring and love, and to take off the pressure that we have on ourselves. This pressure, this expectation that we've got to always move and always move. And we want to be able to slow it down means we want to be able to move, but at the same time we want to be able to be present and enjoy what we have. And that's the balance that we got to look for. Let us go to Mrs. M. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harv Nissen. Yeah, hi. Is it me? Yes, it is. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for the program, the j program. And I, I really, really... It's an amazing thing to have this program for so many years, quite a while, and yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Thank you, Matt Nissen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I have a question regarding, I work with um, a bad education, you know, I work with a one-on-one with a kid, and I, I work in the classroom, and I sometimes could help out the teacher with, like, behavior issues and all that. Uh, I was wondering, I, I noticed that it's, a, it's, you know, it's kind of very popular to, be, to give to help a child in a positive way by just um, saying in a positive reinforcement and, and that's how the kid is going to listen. But I, I, I wonder if, I wonder if this, hello? Yeah, I'm with you. Yes, you're wondering. Okay. Um, I'm wondering um, is the concept of just telling the child um, something like we're doing this, this is what we're doing, and, and this is it? Like it's and not a, in a demanding way, but I of find course, that's that exactly what we do. Positive reinforcement, too much. Sure, that's positive reinforcement is one part, but there's another part of actual behavioral training. You're right on the ball. That's exactly what we need. What we discuss. And that is the power of, in the workshops, that's the part of the behavioral training of the, of the parenting workshop and of the teacher's training workshop that we're going to do. It's all about how to teach it. Behavior doesn't happen in one day. Behavior doesn't, you don't just teach behavior. Saying those there are now ABA therapists, they're just for you to realize they're going two years to college, taking several classes each semester. They're probably spending, let's go two, four, six, eight, eight hours a week of classes to get the behavior and to master that. I just want you to realize that how you get a kid to listen to behavior is informational. And I'm tr- I try to limit it to just nine hours. Um, sorry, eight classes of two hours each of 16 hours. 
You know, I just right. want you to know it is possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can train a kid to listen by, because you said listen. Absolutely. Yes, I'm going to validate yeah, I, 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 I know of this concept. I was just like wondering just as to, like, what, what has happened to this generation that it's all that positive, 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 and um, not just having to listen because of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like some teachers are getting so stuck in this whole, um, it sounds almost like negotiating with the child as opposed to saying to have the child follow the routine in the classroom. I was just wondering if it's, I, I, I think, confused, like, it's all that, like, you need to be positive, positive, and I wonder if, if we take it a little bit too much. Yeah. Well, I don't want to use it too much. I'd say it's not balanced. That's why each of my, each of the workshops, both for the parenting and for the teachers and tra- for the teachers and Rebeum, it's divided into a third. It's divided into a third into the positive. It's divided a third into how to build a subconscious. Let's, re- let's use positive as subconscious, how to build up their inner belief in themselves, which is a lot of it through positive. A third is how to know what kids need, and many times when you need to say no and set a limit. And a third, and, and that limit is very helpful and healthy for them, and when to push them, they could succeed, and then they'll feel proud when they push themselves and they succeed. And then a third is about behavior. How do you get them to do it without talking, without explaining? All three of them are equally important. And I guess the way we got there is, the world always took one extreme, then we had to do the next extreme, then the next extreme, and now we're getting to balance. Unfortunately, yeah. the mm-hmm. world listens to extremes. That's natural. It's right. People mm-hmm. don't like balance, unfortunately. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. this maybe you can help out. It's one of my most... Fr- if I would say that I'm frustrated with one process of this world... It is that people like extremes. People like people that promise millions of dollars, and then they might lose it. But that promise, people like people that promise, I'll heal you and help you, that it's impossible. People like these promises. People like going to people that speak in extremes. And they get, they get attracted to that. I don't know why. I, I shouldn't say I don't know why. We just had a lottery of $1.6 billion. I don't know why people bought it, and I myself bought a lottery. I just don't know why. I don't buy lottery, I don't play lottery, I don't believe in lottery, and I even believe if you win the lottery, it could be very detrimental. Most of the people that have it have tremendous agma snappage from that, but yet I found myself buying one ticket for each of those. I didn't buy it when it was $700 million or $800 million or or whatever, but I figure I'll buy one, but why? Somehow we're attracted to numbers that we have the least reality, the least chances of winning. All we know, right, I, I accept these things more as laws of nature. Nissan, what do you say? I, I, I call it uh, the red, uh, red uh, string syndrome. I don't hear you know, him. <laughs> I know, we don't hear him, but if you listen closely, you could hear him. Okay. Uh, a red, a red, syn- a red uh, string syndrome, you know, like the Baba and all these people are... Yeah. I don't hear a word. Yeah. Really okay, so I'll, I'll tell it to you after. Oh, oh, okay, it's fine if I don't hear do you, it. Okay. Yes, Rav Nissan, what did you say? I think that, you know, it's like we, we all, always, always want the, the easy escape, you know? Yeah. And it just, you know, that all the, the red strings syndromes, the Baba syndromes, the Mama yeah, syndromes. Yes, so Rav is saying we're all looking for the easy way easy, out. Easy we're way out. We're letting them kubal them just to tell you what to do. We'll put the red string on your hand and now that will bring all the shafa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's uh, happened to us every every moment, you know. This, you know, uh, I go in the street. Oh, 
And, you know, it's funny, but I go to see they say, Rabbi, bless me, bless me, you know, and just, you know, even, even, you know, something that non-Jewish people, you know, that everybody's like looking for something like to hang themselves, to get it quickly, you know. And uh, out working, it's, it's always difficult. Hello. Yes. So our Mishnah is saying we're all looking for that magic pill, that easy, quick way out, that lottery, and that's why people like extremes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just uh, it was very interesting to see just the dynamics in the class. Is he speaking? Because I don't hear. I'm yeah, no, no, no. Now right. you can talk. No, you finished. Now it's just me. Okay. Um, yeah. I. It was very interesting to see the dynamics in the classroom when. When I, I saw a certain extreme type of um, disciplining, it means more positive. And I, I'm saying that it's not about me. I've just I've been working a lot with a balance, and I had to put the kids aside for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And this is where you stay. And she tried. Um, so she tried moving away. Like I'm not staying here. And um, and I'll tell you, this is where you're staying right now. Now you need to think. And um, and usually in such a case, the kids will become so angry and not listen and just jump away. Because there was a balance of, you know, having a relationship with a child beforehand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when we were serious, we are serious. So it's amazing That's how right. Yeah. does not react well to extreme just balance. That's right. That's right. Kids actually like the balance. I was recently yeah. with, uh, with a certain kid. I only go through the age, but my kids had a friend over. And for whatever reason, we're having supper and things like that. And all of a sudden, the kids start nudging. I want this. I want that. I don't want to go home. I'm not doing this. And I was noticing, wow, this kid really feels like they're the parent. They're really speaking with such confidence what they are going to do and what they're not going to do. And I didn't have to say anything. I didn't say, yes, you will, or yes, you are, or any of that. And I said, now it's time to go home. And he says, I don't want to go. I, don't. I go, I hear you. I understand you. And now we're going home. It was with a clarity that all of a sudden the parent told me, wow, I've never seen this one listen so well. And I said, there are two reasons. A, I'm not the parent. So when someone says it once or twice, a stranger, you listen. I said, but B, there was no question in my mind that they were going. Mm-hmm. You need to have the clarity. You need to have the warmth. Take them and do things. But there's so much discussions that we're doing and going on. We need to learn the behavioral skills of I said something and I do it. Yeah. I think that assertive, to be very... Boy, Rav, this is talking now. Hold on, Rav. Okay. Yes, go I, ahead. I said it's very assertive. You have to be very, very confident, you know, when, especially when the kids just tell him that's the point and that's it, you know. Not starting argument and stuff like this, that it's later, later it's backfire on us. Exactly, Rav. This is saying we got to be able to tell people this is exactly how it's going to be. And to be strong. Yes. Very true. Very, very, very true. And kids, uh, and, uh, and then uh, kids don't like somebody that is weak. And then they will just push it and push it away, away, and continue pushing it. If they, they, they appreciate a person that knows what they're doing, that's what they're looking at, about, you know, the adults, uh, something that's confidence and knows what they're doing. When the teacher starting stuttering and things, they're taking advantage and you don't, you're losing the control. That's right. And what Remnison is saying now is because we didn't hear, but that kids need Thank that you. strength. Because if they don't feel that strength, then they will take advantage of you. They will. 
And not because they're bad, it's just what kids do. Yeah, and I, I was actually in the classroom, and I was trying to um, guide the teachers, and I was telling them, for well, look what I'm going to do. And this, I the kid had some, some wheeling hard time, and um, she was having a hard time, let's put it this way. And, and um, I told them for well, what I'm going to do, and they, they couldn't believe that it worked. Yeah. It's not so shocking. If you really mean it, this is what we're doing, this we're doing right now. Yes. So now one thing I want to clarify, what's the danger of positives? Remember, the world moved away from behavioral therapy. In the 1960s, everything was behavior. Why did the world go away from it? The 1940s, 50s, Pavlov, Watson, Skinner. Why? I'm asking you to take a guess. Again? Why do you think the world left behavior? I guess because it didn't work and kids were resentful. That's right. The danger of behavior is if it's not balanced. (laughs) Right. If you do behavior without the balance of giving love and care, then they will flip out. They will rebel. They might do the behaviors and behind your back do everything that you hate. Yeah. Because we're all kind of saying there's no... By telling you what to do, Why should a kid listen to you because you're older? There's no reason why a kid should listen. Well, yeah, because they're older, but a big part of it, they don't feel like, they don't feel, they don't, they don't understand to be respectful if the adult doesn't have respect, but then just they phone them command all day. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate the program. You're welcome. You're very, very, very welcome. Thank you. Great question. Rob Nissen, who do we have next? Uh, Mrs. F. Mrs. So do we F. still have the person on from England? Mrs. F. Mrs. F., hi, yes. welcome to the program. Yes. Hello. Hi. Yes, hello. Okay. First of all, thank you for the program. Really You're so it. welcome. We're getting really excited for the next one. Ah, you mean the, you mean the, which, you're talking about the teacher's training, the, uh, the parents? Yeah. Wh- the parenting workshop. Thank parenting you. Workshop, yeah. Thank you. Okay, um, and also now it's a four, we've moved the clock already, so it's only a four-hour difference. Oh, that's even better. Okay, I that, that so happy. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Let's hop around. Okay, Fantastic. So, about the previous call. Um, yeah. Thanks for the idea of the lottery. I have the same view on that, and we did buy a ticket. And we didn't win, and I was happy. Exactly. It me a smile. I even have one of the lottery yeah. tickets I still didn't check yet. Like, I checked the first one, I didn't win. Like, it's not even on my mind. I'm not even sure what I did with a ticket or anything like that. It's, it's not, you know, I bought it, but I, I really doubt, I wonder, like, why? Yes. Um, so, yes, as I'm saying, we're really looking forward to this program. I've tried different things in parenting. Yeah. Um, what would you share, so far? Again, you're not on the really test. I What's something you like? The yes. I enjoyed that one as well. But this one, Excellent. I enjoy the plain English. Yes. Just simply okay, how to do cool it. And easy, very easy to follow. Yes. Good. I'm glad to see. I didn't even realize that I had a higher English than the other ones. I usually That's try to keep things different. simple. Complete different language. Wow. There's and would you believe it? It was re- terminology. 
Wow, would you believe it was written by the same person? Like my books, I have a writer, but this I actually sit and I type them up and then focusing how to get them, all the same person. Wow. I know that. It was a, in order to be no, I find it interesting. Yeah, I'm enjoying this one. Thank you. And so for my question, yes, please. I want to ask you, just a short question. I took a very easy task. I took a easiest, my easiest child and a very yeah. easy task, which was to hang up. When she comes home from school, she should hang up the coat and a case and take out her homework. And she has to put it on the dining room table and not on the kitchen table. That shouldn't get dirty. I Excellent. figure she's just starting off with her homework and over the right. years, she should, I'm very happy she should get the message that, yeah, um, homework doesn't come into the kitchen. Yes. So I started doing again. Yeah, Wait, first really did you, let's go. Did you speak, to, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you, hold on, hold on. How much did you prepare her before you did it? First, did you explain to her what you're doing? Yeah, did the yeah, whole pre -talk? I explained to her. And I so let it. me hear, let me hear the explaining. Go ahead. Did I explain it? Oh, I talked yeah. about um, Yeah, she's a really good, she's a real good girl. And we are very happy and everything, but we want to help her become even better. So I want to make sure that she. I want her to make sure she has. I'm going to help her make sure she has her homework on time in school every day. Good. So you and told her all this in advance. So the reason why we're doing this is because you explained it to her why it's important. Correct? Why we're doing it? Yes, yeah, that's number one. And then Good. exactly instructions what she has to do. Mm-hmm. And then I waited, and then. And how many did times it. did you practice? How many times did you practice with her? How actual physically practicing how she's going to do it? Beforehand talking? Of course. While you're talking, we're now going to practice. So we're coming home. You're going to, like, make believe, like, yeah, like, we'll practice. You're coming straight in. You hang up your jacket over there. You go, like, that's part. Yeah, that's the so, whole part of it. So, okay, I'm how many... I only started today. So I, okay, so I just have to think what I want to do. And, okay, so I, did, I started it today. So she did it. Wait, so today is the first time prepare. that you practiced it. Let me just be clear. So today is the first day that you practiced it with her, correct? Yes. How many times did you practice it with her today? Again, can I make it clear what practice means? To me, practice means two things. Practice means preparing. Like, so you're um, telling her in advance, this is what it's going to be like. Or you're yeah, practicing that's it. the you're verbal part. And then the behavioral part, then, act, then actual physically practicing it with her. Kids need muscle memory. That's what we're discussing, the part actually so doing, we're doing it. it every time, once a day, or if she goes out in the middle of the day again, and when she comes home, then... No, yeah, that's why I explained you never do it. You never practice during the time of the test. Never. That's what we... Okay, I'll clarify it more in the next workshop again, but we only do stuff, we only do things ahead of time. That's why I explained about the Olympics or about the military. They never send you out to the so army without the training. Also, also, hello, we're going to the cabin now. Is it going to... Um, how no, but then you do physical. I explain physical practice. I want everyone to hear it because I don't mind if everyone's listening to it, but this is from the parenting workshop, so you're just hearing the concept. No, you have to physically practice with her. You say you did it once and never does it. No, never when she leaves. You practice it, but Dafka, when she's not doing it because otherwise it's going to be a control battle. It's right before supper. Let's practice how you're going to come home, how we're going to do it. And I said well, you practice it three days in advance before you actually want her to do it. So three times a day, you're going to be practicing okay. randomly, saying, okay, let's pretend we're putting on your coat and you have your, you have your briefcase and you have your whatever it should be, the homework. Let's yeah. practice. You put your coat there, you put, the, you put your knapsack on this table in the playroom or wherever it should be, and now we take out your homework and we do it there. 
And then when it actually happens, you say nothing besides compliments. Uh, you see, you, you've jumped ahead. You're gone ahead while I'm taking a step back. How did, did okay. you even do that once? Not during, not during an actual time did you practice it. Okay. I'm a, it's a question. Did you ever practice it once? No, only in talking, not in doing, no. Bingo. So you didn't get the muscle memory involved. That's the behavioral part that's missing. That's the behavioral part where I said we can even fake the pajamas, where they don't actually have to put on or take off the pajamas. They need yeah, to practice the behaviors. It's good. I'm glad I'm spending the time. It's more a major. No, this is just any You want a bacher to put on film. I also gave the example of the three-year-old to wear the yarmulke on his head. You want him to wear it for two weeks. He's going to be forgetting. You're going to be reminding him that you've got to do the behavior. No, nothing happens without behavioral practice. That's the power of behavioral therapy. You can talk from today till tomorrow. If you do not get the muscle memory in there, it will not happen. Okay, so my question was... Well, you're, 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 I could tell well. you it wasn't going to work already. It wasn't done the correct way. Yeah, no, but I, I'm saying I took my easiest child. I was so excited to do what, like things in order and routine, and she did it very well. Yeah, but, but it's, I, I promise really you it's still, I'm telling you it's still not going to work. Push a couple of times and it's not going to work. Yeah, after a few days it'll be over. That's right, because it's not, we want to get it into, remember that's what we're explaining about from people. We don't have to think about how we dress in the hot or the winter. It just happens, it's behavior. We want to get the behavior because you said so. It's because it's like trained. Can you do a few kids at a time? Yeah, yes you can. But once you got one because or two kids, so you take the like, two we're each. We're all going to the cupboard now. Like. That's right, exactly. But when yeah. one kid doesn't come, you're still focusing on those that did come. And you want to practice. You could even fake it. You can even tell her, okay, let's pretend. You walk in, what are you doing? Like you, like you pretend, like right now the movements, you can't see me, right? Like I'm moving, like I'm taking off the hand from one sleeve and the other hand the other sleeve. And like I'm pretending like I'm hanging it up on a hook, like I'm a kid. It's like I'm reaching like above my head. And then we'll take my briefcase, my knapsack, and then we're going to go into, like, I'm making as if I'm walking now, moving my hands up and down like I'm jogging, like, all the way to a room, and I'm sitting while I'm doing this. And then I'm going to take out the paper and the notes, and I'm going to do it in that room. And I'm not going to do it in the kitchen. So it's clear. Right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So it's That's no just... problem to do a few kids together. Nope. No problem doing a few kids together. <laughs> yep. And I just want you to be aware, the reason why you want to get the memory going, the muscle memory, because this way there is no battle. The first couple times they'll listen, but generally what happens with kids is after a while, oh, forget it. And we want to get that they're used to doing it. And once they do it enough times not around the place, then they do better. Okay, thank you. Sure. So first, I've mistaken my own rules that I usually am in that head, like when I take questions and answers. So I always start with a detailed positive. So thank you for giving the detailed positive. Let's look at what you did fantastic. So let's first focus on what you did well. And this is normally how it starts, right? That's how I answered all the questions on Sunday. What you did well is you picked a behavior, you're clear on the behavior, you practiced it with your kid, and you also said it, and you had them verbally express it. Now let's see how we can do it better. So I'm not telling you during while you're teaching. I'm telling you now. So what you would maybe enhance it next time is you're going to enhance now the behavior, which means you'll get them to mime. That's like, you know, you'll be copying it as if they're doing it, and we don't want to do it during they're going during when they come in because we want it only after three days of actually practicing it, of actually knowing how it's going to go, that they might say, Mommy, I want to do it ahead of time, which is usually what happens. 
But if, let's say, you start the behavior, let's say, like tonight's a Monday night, let's say you tell them, okay, on Wednesday night we're going to do this, but meanwhile, let's practice how we're going to do it. So when they come and we're actually not doing it, Okay, thank you. Now I let me ask you, how did you feel? What's the difference when I, sh- yeah, what's the difference when I share yeah. the positive now versus how you did well and how we're going to upgrade it? What's the difference? I'm going to practice it. Yeah. It's going to be a few days of practicing, and it's going to be more family programs. Mm-hmm. My my original question was, um, do I really have to do it four times a day? Um, yes, no, you, you can do it three times a day. You can do it three times a day. But, yeah, anything okay. less than three yeah, times yeah, doesn't okay. really work that but much, even, especially even the younger kids. Day, I couldn't see how because she's just a good girl going to the campus. She's doing it right. Well, if, it's like, if it's a few kids together, yeah, I can. I can huh? And it's more exciting and let me call a program out of it. Uh-huh. Excellent. You got it. And then later on, we're going to talk about how you make it fun and how they love having your attention, their time, as we discussed many times in the first workshop. The ultimate gift a parent can give the children is not a gift, is not a present, is our time and our presence. That is the ultimate gift. Yeah. And when you will okay, practice with you. them and they know they're doing things with you, they're going to want to do things. Thank you. Looking forward to the rest. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Wonderful. Just tell all listeners what do you say to all them? Let's see if we can hear you. Okay. Well, I said that I said to all our dear listeners what they're missing from your workshop. You got it? Yes. Yes. So. Do you know? Um. I find the parenting workshop a beautiful system because it gives us the power to just be who we are. It teaches us how to be the parents, the safety of doing the behavior. It gives us the power of just building up our children, but also setting the limits of, of no, setting limits. It's so important. You know, that's the only university that you don't learn to be a parent, a father and a husband. Yeah. Don't have uh, this kind of uh, schools. Yeah. Except Mordechai uh, workshop. Yeah, exactly. Do the <laughs> workshop. It yeah. is what it is. We started it, and uh, registration's closed. It is. Baruch Hashem. We yeah. had, and we're happy, and we're thrilled, and the main goal is once we do a workshop, once it starts, it starts. Let us go ahead and take a text that was sent to us over here. And again, good evening. Thank you for your show. It really helps me a lot. I want to know if you can possibly have a solution to night terrors in children as opposed to nightmares. Night terrors is the body's reaction of fear when moving from phase of sleep to the other. My child gets up screaming and shaking in terror and saturated pillow from sweat. Any solutions would really be... Welcome. Pediatrician claims there's nothing to be done. Therefore, wondering if the mental health field can have a solution to this problem. Thank you very much. And Tisco Mitzvah. My first question would be asking you, the parents, what type of house do you have? Tell me about your environment. It's the first place where I would go to. Uh, the I, next thing I would ask is, what's happening in school? 
Uh, 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 yes, hello, Mrs. T. You're on the air with okay. Mordechai Rav Nissen. Hello. hello? Yes, we hear you loud and yeah, clear. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear, yeah, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, okay, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a question. In, so, so it's like a practical question. I hope you can answer, give me some clarity on it. Um, it's like a marriage question. Um, nothing major, but um, when two people have different preferences, yeah? Yeah. Um, especially like in the bedroom, let's say, uh, light on, light off, um, window yeah. open, window closed, yeah? Oh, yes. <laughs> both want to make each other happy, but both yeah. have their strong sides to, to, you know, where they feel their... Yes. Um, What's your question? I, so the question is... This is normal. How, so far, this is normal. How, I know it's normal. It, it was only normal, more than normal. But how do you work it out not to, you know, not to keep, leave one hurt and, you know... I'll you share with like you. Once little... I share with you the answer, you'll see how the question doesn't exist. Ready? Yeah. The answer is that it's not one giving in and one not giving in. It's knowing what's very important to this one, and then I can give you, because I know that's what you need, and the other one giving to me what I need. What usually happens why one doesn't want to give in is because generally each one got into a position of, I gave you and you didn't give me back, so I stopped giving. Which, let's give a classical example. Let's take the bedroom. One person likes to light a cooler house, let's say, the bedroom window open. And you have this many times, let's say, a bathroom's dear apartment. This one wants this, this one wants that. Compromise means... I see how important it's to you, so I will give in to you this time with the healthy assumption that marriage is a give and take, you'll give in to me in other places. So if you want to have a cold room, it doesn't have to be a bedroom, it could even be a colder house, then the one that likes to be warmer will say, you know what, then I will wear a sweater, or I can wear a heavier sweater. And the person would then, let's say the person that likes it cooler will say, you know what, I just need it for this hour or two, but other times I don't need it. Or the other way around could say, you know what, let's have it warmer and I'll have a fan blowing on me. There are always solutions. The issue that happens in marriage is... In this particular area or... Yes. In this particular, in every area there are solutions. I'll give in and then something completely different, I'll be able to do not giving in. The word of giving in is a mistake. If I give in... If I give in, that means my needs weren't taken care of. It's with pleasure I would like to do this for you, because you with pleasure do things for me. And in a couple, we know how important. So let's say for the husband, it's from 1 to 10, it's important to 10 for him to have the window open, and for you with extra blanket and the extra sweater, so it will only bother you a 4, not that much, so it's okay. On the other hand, for you, to have, for you to go to your parents every Friday night is a 10. And to him, he doesn't really care that much. It only bothers him a 4. Then he will return that favor to you. Then each one wants to give the other one. Then what you'll have is you have a marriage where everyone wants to give the other one. All these problems start when why am I giving in? Uh, why should this one do that? Is almost always when each one feels I'm giving and I'm asking something back and I'm not getting my needs met. So after a while, they're saying, I don't get this. I'm giving, and I'm not getting back. That's a healthy marriage. That's healthy relationships of giving and taking. Claudius Yisrael, the Rabbi Shalom asks something very much of us, very clear. The Rabbi Shalom doesn't need anything. But there are the Gimel Averis Hamurus. You do them. Avoid the Zorah. So what the biggest it thing. doesn't have to from you is, um, 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 tell me if I got it wrong. 
doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I mean, say it um, doesn't mean that you have to um, compromise in, th in that particular area, but you can then give the other spouse or the other person. You can give them in another area their needs. If they need to met in that particular area, you can give it to them in a different area. That's right. So I'll give you an, I'll give you the example. Tell me if it's like really really bad, because I wonder what your take is on this. Um, wait, wait, I don't get um, this. What do you mean really on, really bad? Um, I don't get what we're about talking it. about. On telephones and like um, wireless um, phones and cell phones and all that. Um, I don't so get it. Can you say it again? I um, feel that like all these radio waves and you know when it charges and it's all like not amazing to have it in the bedroom, for example, or where you sleep or where you whatever. And and my husband doesn't think so. He doesn't know where I got it from. Yes. Um. I've read about it, I've heard about it, it makes sense to me, I've had, like, migraines from it, and I just want to be preventative rather than, you know, I know, not that I'm panicking, things are happening, but, and he, so what do you mean I've slept with a phone for years and years, and I've also slept with a phone many years ago, and sometimes or when I'm bored or when you can't fall asleep, but my, my point of view is that once I got used to this, this was something that I thought will mean a lot to me. Now, he doesn't see my point. Um, now, what will you, what, how would it work out if you could tell him, I don't need you to see my point. It's that important to me. What can I do for you that's equally as important for you to do this for me? That makes sense. Something that is yeah. equally as important. But yeah. am I mad that I have this point? Or does, I mean, or you're you not are allowed to have Mishigasin just like your husband's allowed to have Mishigasin. That's called being human. You're allowed because, to worry about that, aliens in this world. Where are you reading it from? Which magazines are you reading it from? I know, I know it's a fact, but it's not very healthy to sleep with it. People it's not a it. fact. No, don't call it a fact. Say it's my strong opinion. It is not a fact. If it's a <laughs> fact and everyone agrees with it, it is absolutely not a fact. It's not well, a fact. people agree with it. it shouldn't no, be that's, you see, that's the, the issue. You see what the problem is? You see what the issue is? Look at what you just did. You had to make yourself right to justify why you want something, so you're making him wrong. Now it's about who's right or wrong. By you saying it's a fact, he will show you facts the other way. Now you're getting into a fight over theoretical, because you might feel guilty asking him to do something that's not normal in the Jewish household. It is not. 99% of the Jewish household is not worried about, their, about the waves. They're not. And if you want to be worried about waves, I could really get you afraid. It doesn't help if you take it out of your room, because if your neighbor, the, a bedroom, let's say the room right next to your bedroom, has got a Wi-Fi router over there, even if it's not, it still goes to walls. You're still getting waved. And then the cell phone towers on top of the buildings, whether you like it or not, if you have a cell phone or not, you're still getting those waves. It's not. Stop saying facts. You're saying facts. Now you just made it. I'm right and you're wrong, and I expect you to admit that you're wrong and do it my way. 99% of the world disagrees with you. Now, you would like a favor of him because that means that much to you. That's okay. Okay, I understand. So it is a strong Meshuggah of mine. It doesn't mean that I'm right. That I understand. That's right. And I'm allowed to ask him a favor. That's Can right. I, does, it, does, that, I mean, it, does that mean that it's such a massive favor that, you know, that 
You ask him how much of a favor is it for you. Ask him how much of a favor it is to you. Ask him how hard is it from 1 to 10, how hard. To me, if my wife would ask me that question, it would be a 2. Big deal, so I'll recharge it into another room. It doesn't make a big deal for me. On the other hand, for someone else that likes looking at his phone all the time and living on that all the time, it might be a major favor. We're not making assumptions. That's why I'm saying the same thing. Imagine you married someone that has your belief that the, that the ear waves and brain waves are terrible, it's a disaster, it's causing you the machla and everything else. Then the two of you will say, this is a fact, there will be no doubt in my mind. You guys will only be having landlines or even no phones in their house. You guys might also move to an area where there aren't any receptions. There are lots of yidin that move to areas where there's very little reception. You can do that. I shouldn't say lots. There are people, if you and your husband agree on something, you guys will make choices that way. You're allowed okay, to make choices. It's not really the cell phone issue in this case, yeah? I mean, obviously, it, these, these sort of things crop up in any area, yeah, where people have different differences of opinion. That's exactly what I'm saying. So instead of making it a fact, and I am right and you are right, what we want to do is this is my opinion. This is something that I feel strongly about. Uh, when uh, you say this isn't a fact, you saw what happened the minute you said it's a fact that that causes brainwaves. Now I challenge your fact. We did not talk about the issue. We talked about now who has facts or not. Uh, Maybe I'm tonight. wrong. Someone's going to listen to this and I'm going to get 20 emails, messages about how wrong I am. Of course there are studies saying that the phone next to you takes away your sleep because you're going to be looking at it and all that stuff. But there are also studies the other way, saying it's more the behavior than the actual phone or whatever else is going on. Right. Uh, Mordechai. Yes, Rav Nissen. I want... If you can just make it clear for me, or I should clarify for myself, just I should have a clearer... Like, what is... Bottom line, what do, what do I need to learn from this? Like, what do I... How should I take it further? I, first of all, I want to what say... What you will be taking further is as follows. You you and everyone listening, that we have the right to tell our spouses, this is important to me, whether you agree with it. Whether my whole family does it and your family does the exact opposite and you think it's crazy, yeah. it doesn't matter. This is my needs. Yeah. I would like you to please do it for me. It will mean a lot to me. And to just show you how important it is from a problem from 1 to a 10 or how much this bothers you, this bothers me a 10. To you it bothers not even a 1, but to me it's a 10. So to make it fear... I would even like to do something for you that I think is distant, but for you it's important, just to show how, how much I value doing something like this. Now you're showing how important it is. And you're taking ownership that this is yours. You don't have to make it the whole world. You don't have to make it bad for you having certain wants. Right, right. Okay, sounds right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for taking your time. I think it's a fantastic question. I really like it. I know, for a simple example, I'm not going to go into now if it's right or wrong, but I know someone that the mother does not believe in giving, well, I don't want to go into the vaccinations because that's very controversial, the measles outbreaks, but let's just take antibiotics. They'll try almost anything natural to deal with things, and the husband is going, the husband's furious at that because the strep throat can be dangerous. Right. And things like that. So that was partially what they had to work out, where she's, mamish feels even taking the Tylenol like poison in the body. And what they had to work out was saying, look, you're going to go to a doctor when the kid's not feeling well. I'll give you four or five days of trying all your natural stuff, but the kid is still sick. Then you're taking out the – then that, and that was their agreement. And the wife has a hard time swallowing, and the husband has a hard time swallowing. 
but that's their agreement. You get four days for natural stuff to work, and after that we do a convention. And the wife's saying, but many times natural stuff takes more time. And the husband's saying, well, I can't watch my kid in pain that long. And she's saying, well, I can't watch you put the poison in my kid. Right, yeah, so that makes sense. It's all the things that, like our Mishagasin that we have in our head, which are not, you know, which are well, not I realistic. don't like calling them Mishagasin. There are points that are important to us. It could be a family belief. It could be our belief. It could be our society. Sometimes certain countries have certain beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like that way, my example in this case scenario, though I know that can come up, come, come up another 20 times or more, 100 times, because this is life. Um, I don't see where I'm getting to an agreement. You're talking now about an agreement. Okay, we'll go up to five days. I'm not making an agreement here. It's not an agreement. Sure okay, you are. I'll, don't know what this time I'll meet your needs. Next time I'll meet your needs. Right. Whatever. What You'll meet my needs. No. What it's a, it's a, different, it's a bit different. Yes or no? I don't. What happens if he would say no? I don't want to do it. I'm willing to take two of the electronics out the house, but not my cell phone. Then, then you're saying that an agreement has to kick in. I can't hear you. Sorry, say that one more time. Then you would say, then I, then I would say, or maybe whatever, that I would have to make that it has to be an agreement somewhere if I want to make try to make it work, right? Yeah. So if Yenem can can um, see how the other person's needs are important and be able to give to the other good and well. If Yenem doesn't, then you're saying that that's where agreement comes in. Yes. Uh, okay, you know, we'll have it twice a week or whatever, the same way as you're saying now. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, okay. What are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing, um... Um... That it's not about that, uh, that, uh, that um, one is right and one is wrong. Um, it's about, um, understanding each other, seeing where each other are coming from, and each other important point and trying to um, and make um, I'm getting stuck. It's about working things out, about saying how important things are to me, understanding how much it is. Yeah, that, 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 that's exactly why I, I came on to ask the question, although it's hard for me because I knew that there's definitely a way a way to work things out. It's not all about... Right, and what I'm happens right, you're if wrong. this isn't the only one um, you What happens if you have more needs than his needs? Um, if I have more needs? I'm just saying, um, what happens if there are other places that he feels he's giving in the whole time? Um, then I have to then... Then I feel then I have to somehow also meet his needs somewhere, because no one can be left without their needs met. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? Yeah, so it's about working it out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We shall try. Excellent. 
Thank Reb you Nissen, so much. You're yeah. so welcome. Very, very welcome. Reb Nissen, do we read this message that we you just sent me? My heart goes out. I, I, I think so. I think so. Whoops, we hear the music in the background. It's okay, let me just... Okay. Okay, now. Yeah. Uh, what I, are you saying, Reb Nissen? Do we read it? I think so. It's very important. Okay, we'll read it. I'm just going to leave out which grade. Yeah, yeah, no, just the, erase all the details, you know. Yeah, I'll erase the details. Is there, is there oh, anything you're still on the line. Yes, you can hang up. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. So we're going to read over here a question that a teacher is stating, is stating that they got permission, a letter from a student which she gave permission to share. She's just, so we're just going to leave it out. So here's the letter, and all I will say is that this is a teenager, above the age of 12, writing to the teacher. Dear teacher, I'm leaving out the name. I know you expect me to. I know you expect to see an essay and all the work that needs to be done, but I can't. I just want people to be aware that what you're going to hear is very sad. And I read it, and I was a little distracted during this last caller at the end because I read it in my mind, thinking about it, just to hear what sometimes people go through. So many times we blame therapists for making things up or teachers, but let's just read this message that someone sent the teacher. So I'll read it again. Dear Mrs. So-and-so, I know you expect to see an essay and all the work that needs to be done, but I can't. I really don't. No, not because I'm stupid or dumb, and also not because I'm lazy. The only reason why I can't is because there's too much going on. It's hard for me to focus on one thing. My mind is flying. My heart is beating fast, and my eyes are full of tears. It's my mother. Oh, do you realize how much tension is going on in my house? Do you hear the screaming and the shouting? I get bashed for every tiny thing that needs to be done and it's not done perfectly. I'm called names like idiot and stupid. I'm not allowed to sit for even a second. Even sitting down with a cup of water needs major permission. My shower needs to take seconds. That's only after I clear all the hanging and laundry. My little baby sister is crawling around soaking wet and filthy. I have to clean and take care of her. I feel so alone, sorry. You can throw this paper away. I feel better writing just a tiny drop of what's going on. So the teacher's asking for advice. The biggest thing that I would suggest, teacher, you quickly run to the principal. You see how many other siblings there are. The next thing that you do is you make sure this kid is eating breakfast, lunch, and supper. It's likely that she's not getting enough food. You do that. The next step is you set up a meeting with the father and the mother, and you find out what's going on at home. You get some of the, uh, you find out who's the rubber, which kahilo is going on there. You make sure this girl is telling you the truth as to what's going on. You have an achrayas to save this girl, to save the family. Yes, I don't want to get into now reporting or not, but the Askanim can get involved and can tell this house has to change. I expect to see homework by this kid. You're not allowed to yell at this kid for telling us. This is their job. They're supposed to be healthy children. They're supposed to break it. And I want to start with a compliment to this teacher, how lucky we are in Claudius role that there's teachers, that, that teenagers feel safe enough to open up to them. It's so important. It's that important. Professor, what do you say? I, I, want, I want to say that really it's something that, uh, first of all, I had that in my eyes when I read it. You know, it's something that, uh, it's amazing to see this crazy, I, I know I spoke about yesterday, I had some issue, very big issue also with another family, and uh, 
what it's break my heart to see this these kids that suffering because the parents are cannot function cannot parents cannot you know don't know how to to use and this we I recommended the parenthood you know workshop and all this but that and that's the true that this kids that wrote this letter is basically is uh, uh, screaming for, uh, for help screaming for help and I, I don't understand why up till now the authority or the, the school didn't uh, unless you really this teacher make a dent in there in this kid out or the world that she built around it and she's decided to open to open to the teacher there's something that's really really important and I said that it's quite a vote to this teacher that uh, it's unbelievable many kids who swallow this and continue up to the uh, up to the, the you know graduate and that's it you know and they become disaster parents disaster personality disaster human being uh, we we have the obligation to to help this kid and other kids but that's called this again I, I repeat that it's permit it is the teacher and the kids that is the brave to to come come out and open in front of the kid and, and the teacher and I believe that this is the, the, the right path now for success, for life. And, uh, you know, the, the letter itself is mature and understanding exactly the situation where, where the kids are, are right now. That's right. And again, I would go similar. Um, I would say that I think the principal has to be involved. See, speak to other siblings. Sometimes, again, I don't want to take sides, but sometimes it could be a child that's a little bit difficult or things are going home, and maybe, maybe things are going home. Maybe we need to have these girls go to the teacher sometimes for Shabbos and get them a break. I'm going to share a story that I share many, many times. I have once worked a couple of years ago on a woman, let's say, above her 40s, and she was a success story beyond success story, a tremendous mechanechas, but when we were hearing her childhood, it was trauma after trauma after trauma. I said, how did you turn out to be such a success story? And she shared that, unfortunately, many of her siblings have severe mental illnesses, couldn't stay married, some of them can't see their children, and all because of the trauma similar to what this girl is writing of what was going through at home. But here's the big but. What saved her life was in her fifth or sixth grade, there was a principal that was next door, a teacher that was next door, and knew what happened and informed the principal. This girl has not eaten breakfast in years. So the principal, remember, we're talking about probably 30 years ago, there were no breakfast programs. So the principal would have the teacher, let's say, send her out right away saying the principal needs help because she has a bowl of cereal, but could she please bring her the milk every day? So when she brought her the milk, she'll like, you know what, bring a second bowl. I don't want to eat alone. So this girl thought at that age that no one realizes she's not eating breakfast, so she would eat with the principal everyday breakfast. And the teacher would make sure to give her jobs. And after school, they would say, we need her help a little more. So she stayed an hour after school. She felt important. She felt chashev, and her entire self-esteem was built up. And she was saved that she can have a healthy home and helping, I would say, hundreds of students of Klal to grow up because of that love while other siblings fell apart. There are, we need to be aware that there are people that are not mentally well or emotionally well, and they're having children, but it's something parents and teachers, something teachers and the principals can do. And many times it's necessary to have an intervention. 
where the principal and the teacher sits down with the parents and say, we will be asking your kids every day what was going on at home. And if this is going on, we might have to take further action. Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but this is sometimes part of the job. You know the famous story about Putin? Also, the teacher saved his life. Yes. So again, it hurts me to get messages like this, but for the teacher, I want you to know, do not be alone. Share it with the principal. That's part of the principal's job. Here, someone sent me a message. I could also, I could have written such a letter in my childhood. I'm amazed that she's aware of it. Yes. I, I want to tell, I want to tell the, the, I know that the, kid that wrote wrote this letter that uh, really it's amazing to see uh, how brave you are and how smart you are and this is something that's very very important and you're not stupid you're not uh, nothing you're a really person and it's amazing that you reach this teacher and I, I think this is a very very uh, thing a big great things to do and the, I believe that the teacher, uh, the teacher uh, will reach the principal and will try to help you and your family. And you can save a lot of your, you know, even your sibling, if this is the case. Yep. I, I want to add on exactly to what you just said, Ramnison. For this girl to open up and to share the hardest steps, I, I want to give her chizik in case she is listening. Me as a therapist, one of the hardest roles that we have is to get someone to open up and share the secrets of the home. And we have people sharing normal stuff, nothing major. Go, I just feel shame sharing it. So for someone to share this with a teacher is huge. Because generally what happens is to that negative cycle is, you see, my mother or father or someone calls me an idiot, especially when people are bullied. I was called, a, I was called an idiot, and now I'm failing in the test, and that's why you see it's proof I'm an idiot. Instead of saying no... My head is full of things. I can't concentrate. The way the brain works is the brain usually blames ourselves. So the fact that she could say, I'm not doing the work and I can't do the essay, not because there's so much going on at home. Generally, what they'll say is, it's because I'm stupid and I'm an idiot. That's why. I just can't think. I can't even help my mother with laundry. I get yelled at everything because I deserve it. That's what most people say. To have someone say, the environment isn't stable. I am a smart girl. There's just so much shouting going on. I can't focus. I can't think. I'm in tears all the time. I only shared with you a little. You're beyond brave. These messages are what changes the cycle. This is when people start hearing that sometimes children need to be removed from the house. And removed doesn't always mean calling child services. Sometimes removed can be going to an aunt or to an uncle three nights out of the week. Sometimes it could be staying by a grandparent. There are lots of solutions out there. Sometimes it's telling the parent, we know what's going on, change. And then the parent themselves can change right away. Are they, someone's on top, you mean the teacher, the principal are going to be calling me up. Every week I'm going to have now a report card? Yeah, you know, this, it, many, many of us, as you know, the shame to tell what's going on in the houses, you know, it's you no, know, the, 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 the kids afraid to tell it, you know, the, maybe the friends will make, you know, fun of him or... Or, uh, you know, this is something that's, you know, it's amazing that she had the, uh, he or she had the guts to, to, to write this letter. And, uh, Bezad Hashem, and I believe that, uh, he or she will do 
just a great, great job in their life and they will be a mature and uh, sincere uh, human being and a Jewish. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Mordechai, I know that, yep. uh, uh, okay, I think that uh, we will just uh, wrap this uh, program, right? Yes, exactly. So I want to thank you, thank you, and to all the listeners and text, and hopefully David is coming to fix here, that's the sound problem, and I'm waiting for him right now. Message. I'm just getting over here from someone that sent me, like, like personally on the 212 number. It breaks my heart to hear this letter to the teacher. Lucky that she opened up to someone. We have a child in the school that is sad to see her so silent and feel so alone and ashamed. Yes, sometimes we have no idea even what's going on by certain kids for their being quiet. You know, we don't know what's happening. That is definitely one of them over here. So it's, it's so true. And here another person said, it makes me amazed that she didn't believe that she's an idiot. Another one said, I came from a similar point. And here, and, and they said, I did believe I was an idiot for many, many years. I want to give a bit of advice. I had a similar experience with a student. We need to get involved with domestic problems. However, the Manahal, Manahalis is disregarding the issue. We will get involved by ourselves. Clear, dear teacher, don't turn down by one denial. Right, maybe the one principal will say no. Maybe other ones, yes. This person, you can help this girl, the teacher itself. Just speak to her. Have her place where to reach, to reach out for help. There are many times in school several principals, or there are board members. There's a lot that we can do. Do not stop. And also, teacher alone, do not take the whole all on to you. Do not challenge a teacher without a do not Sorry, do not challenge the parents without a support system, either a principal or board members or other teachers or other kids' teachers. If there are other siblings in the school, do your research now. Do it. It's important. Yes. Okay. Again, thank you to all our customers, to our listeners, and thank you to writer, and thank you, Ram Mordechai, and thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu that have give Absolutely. us the chance. Absolutely. This to be here. Thank you.